0: Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's Hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hello and thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast on this kind of sleepy Monday morning, which is why I have a cup of coffee. So, fun fact about myself, I forgot to make coffee for the past couple days, I don't even know who I am anymore (laughs) so I'm kind of wondering if I'm like getting out of the coffee phase a little bit because I truly forgot to make coffee and I didn't miss it I don't know who I am (laughs) I kind of thought that was sort of funny because I think it was uh, Friday or Saturday I realized I'm like why don't I have coffee like what's going on with me why don't why am I not having a cup of coffee in front of me so yeah that's new <laughs> and something I don't often do I love love my coffee in fact I would love to find a coffee sponsor that might be interested in uh presenting their coffee on the p40 ministries podcast but that's something I've kind of had on the back burner for a while is finding uh sponsors for the podcast But maybe I'll look back into that since I have uh, my coffee in front of me now and realized what I've been missing for the past couple days when I wasn't drinking coffee. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and discuss Leviticus chapter 8, verses 22 through 36. We're going to be talking about the right hand and the left hand today. So let me know if you are right or left handed. So go to Facebook, find P40 Ministries, LLC. And let me know if you are right-handed or left-handed. <laughs> and personally, I am right-handed, and I actually only know a handful of people that aren't right-handed, so I'd love to know if there's any uh, left-handed podcast listeners out there. All right, so let's go ahead and discuss Leviticus 8:22 through the end of the chapter. I'll be reading out of the WEB version or the World English Bible. Please feel free to read out of the version you like. Grab that cup of coffee, don't forget about it, and let's start reading. Moses presented the other ram, the ram of consecration. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. He killed it, and Moses took some of the blood and put it on the tip of Aaron's right ear, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the great toe of his big foot. He brought Aaron's sons, and Moses put some of the blood on the tip of the right ear, on the thumb of their right hands, and on the great toe of their right foot. And Moses sprinkled the blood around on the altar. He took the fat, the fat of the tail, and all the fat that was in the innards, the cover of the liver, the two kidneys and their fat and their right thigh, and out of the basket of unleavened bread that was before Yahweh, he took one unleavened cake, one cake of oiled bread, and one wafer, and placed them on the fat on the right thigh. And he put all these in Aaron's hands and on his son's hands and waved them for a wave offering before Yahweh. Moses took them from their hands and burned them on the altar of the burnt offering. They were a consecration offering for a pleasant aroma. It was an offering made by fire to Yahweh. Moses took the breast and waved it for a wave offering before Yahweh. It was Moses' portion of the ram of consecration as Yahweh commanded Moses. And Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood which was on the altar, and he sprinkled it on Aaron, on his garments, and on his sons, and on his sons' garments with him, and sanctified Aaron, his garments and his sons, and his sons' garments with him. Moses said to Aaron and his sons, boil the meat at the door of the tent of meeting and eat it there. And the bread that is in the basket of consecration, as I commanded saying, Aaron and his sons shall eat it where it remains of the meat and of the bread. You shall burn with fire. You shall not go out from the door of the tent of meeting for seven days until the days of your consecration are fulfilled for he shall consecrate you for seven days. What has been done today so Yahweh has commanded to do to make atonement for you. You shall stay at the door of the tent of meeting day and night for seven days and keep Yahweh's command that you don't die. For so I am commanded. Aaron and his sons did all the things which Yahweh commanded by Moses. So at this point, a lot of this stuff should start sounding kind of repetitive to you guys, especially if you've been listening to the P4A Ministries podcast for some time. And in fact, I'm having some issues actually finding new stuff to talk about because we've already talked about a lot of this stuff. For example, we've already gone over all the different sacrifices that uh, that the people were supposed to do and the priests were supposed to do. We already talked about this consecration ceremony a handful of times, and we even already talked about putting the blood on the ear, the thumb. And then the toe of the of the foot. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff is repetitive, but the Bible in general, especially during this time, tends to get kind of repetitive. And I believe that is because people need to hear stuff more than one time because we don't listen. We really don't. I mean, how many times do moms have to repeat themselves over and over and over to their kids so that their kids will listen? I mean, I remember my mom being like, I told you the first time and getting really mad with me because um, I wouldn't listen. And that's just very typical. So God has repeated this stuff already a handful of times. Because people just don't listen. And this stuff was important because these were the priests, okay? This was the most important ceremony that a person could go through pretty much ever. Okay. This was the high priest. This was the person that was going to help take away the sins of the people by praying to God for the people, because all of us, you and me and everybody back in those days needed a high priest, right? Like I've said a thousand times, Jesus now is our high priest. That is very clear in Hebrews. Back in those days, the high priest would have been Aaron and uh, the sons would have been the, the, priests, right? So this was so necessary and God was reiterating it, repeating it, telling people uh, how to do these sacrifices because people just didn't listen. No one wants to listen. But one thing I want to talk about again, actually, is the blood on the right side of Aaron's body and then the sprinkling of the blood on Aaron's clothes. We know that the blood signifies the forgiveness of sins, right? Because only through the blood can forgiveness come. That's a verse that says that the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, right? That is that is a very famous verse that a lot of people can quote and because of Jesus's blood, obviously, our sin is uh, paid for. We don't have to pay that price. Jesus paid it for us, right? So the blood in the Old Testament here signifies the uh, washing away of sins. So that's why Moses was sprinkling the blood on that beautiful clothing. We talked about that on Friday, the stuff that uh, Aaron and his sons had to wear super gorgeous. I mean, it was beautiful. It was expensive. It was filled. It had like gold all over it. The, the breastplate was beautiful. And you know, everything was made so high quality. And yet now here's this blood going in and sanctifying it. In other words, making it holy, making it clean. And what's the point of sanctifying a robe? Well, it was what the priests had to wear. They'd literally be clothed in these garments. And so when the blood was flicked, on their clothes it's not like dipped or poured or anything like that it was just flicked on but it was like showing that the priests were covered in the blood right so that was the point of flicking the blood onto the priest's clothes but the one thing that i've mentioned before was the the blood that was supposed to be placed on the tip of the right ear the thumb of the right hand and then the big toe of the right foot and you know this was setting apart the right side of the body. Most people are right-handed. There's a few people that are left-handed. Most people are right-handed. In general, the right side of the body is considered to be the stronger side because most people are in fact right-handed, as am I and are most people that I know. So yes, the the right side signified the strength side. You're supposed to be giving the best, right, to God. And that's not to say that the left side isn't good. I mean, God did not say the, that people who are left-handed are, are, you know, not good or anything like that. Like, that's ridiculous. And actually a fun story. My grandma who was born left-handed and you know, that's the greatest generation. She was uh, forced to learn how to be (laughs) right-handed. And I find that funny. And that's not the only person like that. That was very common. People who were left-handed, it was like considered to be wrong back in my grandma's day and age it was considered to be wrong to be born left-handed and everybody was like forced to become right-handed so odd to me it's the twisting of scripture that starts to get like that where people think like oh if you're born left-handed you have to become right-handed because here in the bible god clearly likes the right side better than the left side <laughs> No, it's because the right side is typically considered to be stronger than the left side. God always wants our best, right? Excellence is extremely important. God desires excellence. He likes excellence and he awards excellence. For example, I mean, even when we see the clothes that the priests are wearing, God continually calls the band that was supposed to be around the waist the beautifully woven band or the skillfully woven band is what he calls it. He rewards excellence. And whoever made that band around the waist was probably excited that it was literally called the skillfully woven band. (laughs) I know I would be if I got like commissioned to make something for God. Let's just say this podcast, right? I was like making it for God or something. And God ended up naming it the skillfully produced podcast. I would be like, Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> like, how great is that? So, yes, God rewards excellence and God rewards our best. So the right side of Aaron and his sons being like consecrated is just showing that, you know, the, the stronger side, the best is supposed to be given to God in every single thing that we do. And so when uh, the blood was placed on Aaron's right ear and on the son's ears, it was signifying You know, you're supposed to listen to God. That was literally the point of the priests were to listen to God's messages, to be able to speak with God and to listen to God. And actually, we barely touched on the Urim and the Thummim which are two little stones that were supposed to be made and the priests were supposed to wear them. We barely touched on it, so let me touch on that today. And these are actually mentioned here in verse eight. It says that Moses placed the breastplate on him and he put the Urim and the Thummim in the breastplate. So traditionally, the Urim and the Thummim were two stones. One was a darker stone and the other one was a lighter stone. They are placed inside the breastplate. So traditionally, when the priest would go and ask a question to God, whether it was a yes or a no, one stone would represent a yes and the other stone would represent a no. So when they went and talked with God, they would like reach inside of their breastplate and take out either the Urim or the Thummim. And depending on which one they grabbed, that would be either the yes or the no. And that's just a tradition. I don't know if that was biblical or not, but either way, it shows the priests listening to God in a way, right? So that's why the, the right side of Aaron and his sons, the right ear was consecrated in a sense, because they're supposed to be listening, listening to God. And not only that, you know, listening has a lot to do with following God When God says, listen, I mean, Jesus was constantly saying those who have ears to hear, let him hear, right? We've heard that so much in the New Testament with Jesus saying that. So there's so much significance for us hearing and listening to God's words because listening also translates as obeying. So yeah, that's why the ear was consecrated because the priests were supposed to listen and obey. The second thing was the right thumb had to be consecrated of the priests and of the priest's sons. They would work with their hands back in these days. They worked with their hands when they were uh, presenting the sacrifices. They were doing that with their hands. So their work needed to be consecrated to God. So the last thing that had to be consecrated was their feet, which was symbolic of walking with God. So these priests had to listen to God and obey they had to do their work with excellence, with their hands. And then lastly, they'd have to walk with God, which also translates as obeying. <laughs> so this is all just symbolism that Aaron and his sons, even though they were the priests, they were the high priest and that would come with a lot of accolade and a lot of, uh, you know, praise from human beings. They had to first and foremost be focused in on God and obeying God. God. And now it actually says in the Bible that even though God is our high priest, that we are a nation of priests. So this is what you and me are supposed to do. You, if you are a a follower of God, you are a nation of priests. You are part of the priesthood. And so we are supposed to be doing this exact same thing. Just as Aaron's sons were included in all of this, Even though Aaron was the high priest, the sons were included, which shows that Jesus is our high priest, and we are like the sons and daughters of God, and we are considered to be priests. We can come to God whenever we want. Though the high priest is there to help us when we sin, we are also priests to help other people who have not yet accepted God. So this ceremony applies to literally you and me nowadays. Because we are supposed to be listening for God. We're supposed to be listening and obeying, having ears to hear, as Jesus says, we are supposed to be doing excellent work. And that doesn't just mean that we have to be doing excellent work for ministry or for the church. No, we can be doing excellent work in our own workplaces. For example, my husband, his career has nothing to do with ministry, right? But he can do excellent work. And be honoring God through the work that God has given him to do. And the last thing we're supposed to be doing is walking with God. That's, that means that we are supposed to be listening and following in line with God. One of my favorite verses is, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Paths indicate walking. So we are supposed to walk and let God direct our steps direct our paths, and then everything will start falling into place as we acknowledge God in our daily lives, no matter what it might be, whether it's our work or our family or our church, whatever it is. If we are acknowledging God, then he will literally form the way for us. I always like to say God is our foundational purpose as Christians. The foundation, what's the foundation of a house? It's the parts that the house is built on. So when we build on that foundation, which is God, everything else starts coming into place. That problem is, is when we're like that man who built with no good foundation, he built on the sand and he didn't have a good house foundation. The rains came and swept his house away. The second some trouble happened, he was gone. But the man who had a solid foundation and built his house on the rock, the foundation, rock with a capital r (laughs) that man when troubles came his house was not shaken at all because he had a solid foundation so our foundational purpose as christians is to be god followers but we have other purposes that build on that foundational purpose those other purposes include our work our family our church our personal lives, everything else that we can possibly think of is built on that foundational purpose. They are not separate. They are together. And how this ties into all of this is that when we are walking along with God, he is making our paths straight. He's helping us build our purpose in every single aspect that we can possibly think of. And purpose to me is just one of my favorite things to talk about. I love talking about purpose. Purpose and purpose. If you're finding your purpose, if you don't know what your purpose is, the first thing you need to do is to start acknowledging God. That is the first thing you can do to start finding your purpose because that's what happened with me. You know, I didn't know what my purpose was for years, I had no clue what I was supposed to do for careers, for life, for anything. It wasn't until 2018 when I decided to make that verse in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. I made that my year-long verse, and that was when things started falling into place. I got fired from my last job, and I moved into a terrible job, and I thought that God forgot about me. But yeah, he didn't forget about me. He was just lining everything up to get me to where I am today. That's why I just truly believe that acknowledging God is the first step to you finding your purpose, to you finding what you're supposed to do next for you having the most fulfilling life that you can possibly have. And this all just ties back in right here to Leviticus where we're supposed to consecrate ourselves. We're supposed to listen to God. We're supposed to work excellently in the jobs that God has given us, even if we may not like them for the time being. And lastly, we are supposed to be following God. We are supposed to be walking with God. I really liked where this one went today, actually, guys. I really enjoyed this because I love talking about purpose. And I believe that being a priest, which is what we are if we're Christians, is really the coolest purpose we could ever have. But of course, uh, I just, I love talking about that stuff. It's just a lot of fun. And it all just ties in with how good God is and how he truly is the one that makes our path straight. He truly is the one that uh, guides us and leads us to where we're supposed to go. But you know, friends, join me tomorrow. We're gonna be finishing up Mark and moving in to Luke on Thursday. I'm so excited. So join me tomorrow, 6 a.m. or whenever you wake up for the last episode of Mark. And then, of course, Thursday, we'll move into Luke. That'll be a whole new ballgame, and I'm just so excited to start that with you guys. Friends and faithful listeners, if you haven't voted yet for P40 Ministries for the Spark Fan Awards, I would love it if you did, and I hope this this podcast is just bringing you joy. I hope it's bringing you comfort. I hope it's helping you with your daily routine, and if it is, go ahead and vote. I'm going to drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode, and then once you're done voting, share this episode and let people know that P40 Ministries exists. Friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.